I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This week on Routine Checkup, we sit down with Jennifer Nabeski, the president and CEO of the Canadian Liver Foundation. We dive into all things liver disease and Jennifer's dream of breaking down the stigma associated with them. Let's talk about it. I've been I've been waiting for this for a bit, uh, and I'm so excited that the day is finally here. Not only because we get to record with our friend Jennifer, but also because we get to record with our friend Jennifer in person. I know I'm so excited. And <laughs> what I found out today is that um, Jennifer Nabeski, the the president and CEO of the Canadian Liver Foundation. Uh, who's joining us. Uh, and we go back, we go way back. But before we get into the history of all that, I found out that, and I didn't know this, you made the trip to Halifax mm-hmm. for this conversation. Yes, I wanted to see you and you and you. I <laughs> you love guys. that. That's so, that just makes my heart just oh. swell right up. You, you, you set bits. the bar high for any other uh, presidents and CEOs of nonprofits <laughs> that are that want to be on this show. <laughs> yeah, like now right. it's like they have to yeah. make the trip. That's yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Kelly, we're looking at you next. Yeah. So I'm throwing the baton down. Why didn't she come? <laughs> um, Jennifer, yes. first of all, so nice to see you. Great to see you. And uh, I guess for for context for our listeners, um, not to like make this a giant gush session as to why we all love each other so much, but um, give us a little bit of insight into how we go back, how we go way back, how we know each other from mm-hmm. the from the start. At Cystic Fibrosis Canada, we met. I That's had right. started. It was my first not for profit health charity job, and I had started as the communications director. And so I, what I did is I started calling people and saying, "Hey, what do you think of CF?" And they're like, you're my grandparents' organization. Mm. And I was like, whoa, we got a big problem. And then I saw Jeremy, you on something. And I was like, who is this guy? I want to, I want to meet him. And so, yeah, I just emailed you one day and that was it. Connected. Yeah. And we, cause we need, we had the same, we under, I think understood. And you said, it, you're right. It's not your grandparents' yeah. organization. I think, and I was I, like, let's start to yeah. tell the stories. That's right. Cause to me. I said this yesterday and I don't want to gush and gush, but people with CF have a very unique perspective and attitude about the world. Mm. And I have never seen that anywhere else and mm. in anyone else. And I think I learned a lot, mm-hmm. but also I just, all I wanted to do was just to tell those stories. Cause I mm. knew that once people got to meet someone living with cystic fibrosis, understood it, mm. that they would be like, Yes, like it, they it would connect with them, it, right? It, it is wild. Like we've we've been working on this project with CF Canada, um, making a podcast for them, and we yeah. interviewed a lot of people, um, either with CF or mm-hmm. who had family members with cystic fibrosis. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised at how much I saw you, Jer, in in all of their stories. Absolutely, like there's right. so many 
pieces of like what inherently makes you you mm-hmm. that is shared across those people. This like incredible it's, zest for like like yeah, how many people have gone, have gone on like whitewater kayaking yeah. trips and shit with cystic fibrosis. Like it's mm. it's in it's insane. Can, I think your well, what really sort of drew me to you and the, the three of you was you had that you, you had that voice for that the all of those young people like mm. what was in and you, you were capable of sort of putting it into action mm-hmm. and then you just well you saw this like swell of young people with cf like all of, and to me that was that's that's what i set out to do right what did, what did you do before you got to cf canada what was like what was <laughs> what was jennifer's life before getting into you know the charity nonprofit yeah. or you know i spent over 20 years working in public relations agencies mm. Um, in the healthcare sector, like that was my favorite. I did some of the other stuff too. I'm not going to deny. I probably pitched a cookie here or there. (laughs) 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 Wasn't, wasn't my forte. I actually, uh, remember, uh, someone saying to me once like that you didn't sound natural with that. And I was like, how can I sell a cookie to someone? (laughs) Like, come on. Yeah, right. Uh, and then, yeah. And then I fell into health and that really like doing all of that and working with, um, other charities and helping to give to build them up and give them a voice because I would talk to charities mm. and they were, you know, at their kitchen table. They weren't, and you know, they were trying to piece stuff together. And I thought, God, if I could just use my powers for good, mm. that's that's what I want to do for the next chapter of my life. I didn't want to be the old lady in the corner at an agency, right? Yeah, but, right. How, how is um, you know, when when you're looking back on your experience <clears throat> working with CF Canada mm-hmm. and seeing like where CF has come now, which like, I mean, it's light years. It, it is amazing. It, it made like leaps and bounds um, it is. since your time there and since we met. Like, how does that, how do you, how do you think about that and feel about that in terms of Trek Captain <sighs> and all that stuff that's gone on? When, okay, I have to tell you, like the leader, like the team at CF Canada, we would always say, we're just going to work ourselves out of a job. I have never, mm-hmm. um, and that's what sort of drew me all of a sudden into like sunk me into the health charity sector um, is everybody was there to work themselves out of a job because that's the right? ultimate to, to goal to support right? people absolutely yeah. like any organization absolutely that's the, that's the pinnacle yeah that gives and me goosebumps it does <laughs> yeah. it, and it was and then i so when trikafta and i mean we were all talking about trikafta how long is this going to take what's going to happen like how many people do we have to lose in the meantime uh and it was heartbreaking and then um when trikafta just came out and the whole bunch of us had kind of like moved on and done other things by then but my phones was ringing and pinging everybody that we had worked with in that five years was elated. Like mm. we did it. We were out of a job. We've, we've like, what right. is the next stage? What is the world of cystic fibrosis <laughs> like now? Mm. Because, and there was, I don't, I was thinking about, I've been thinking about this is if you take what makes a CF person unique, that, I need to seize life, Mm. right? I need to get a hold of this. I'm going to take every adventure. I am not going to let anything bother me. And I'm just going to try and be whatever I can be for my time on the planet. If you take that uniqueness that makes a CF person away, what's, what's, what's left. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but I was like, just think about it. And it it makes my heart warm. Like it's very, I don't mean that in an aggro. It's very positive. Like Mm. think about Mm -hmm. CF people children that are born with cf now they're not going to have those experiences yeah I mean, you know i talk like, i'm still in touch with parents of cf mm-hmm. kids I, I i the cf community is still so so close to my heart and i yeah i just i'm like it's a whole different 
perspective. Yeah. I mean, we hear that from, we hear something like similar-ish in the same universe anyway, from like most of the people that we speak to who are ill in some way, they, if we ask them, you know, would you, mm, you know, mm-hmm. would you just like turn it off? Would you just give it up? Yeah. A lot of them are like, no, no, like I can see a reason. I can see a ton of reasons why I would want to, but I can also see a ton of reasons why that's, I wouldn't. I, that, see, yeah. that makes me, that's fantastic mm-hmm. because I just, I don't know. I just feel like there's so much that people can learn from people with cystic fibrosis on how they approach life, mm, yeah. especially now in this sort of post pandemic sort of upside down world that we're in. I honestly believe that people with cystic fibrosis can yeah, probably yeah. help a I lot. Mean, it's like, it's sort of analogous to, to the idea of like, uh, I was, I was like 10 years old when the internet really took off. And so I kind okay. of got the internet before yeah. a little bit or pre-internet life before, but really grew up with it as yeah. it took off. Kids now, it's just like, it's ingrained in them. It's oh like, it's gosh, what they it's know. Insane. They don't, they don't, yeah. they don't know that they, you don't, you're not you're not aware of the difference, like the paradigm mm. shift that yeah. the internet brought up, uh, brought upon us as a civilization, yeah. as a civilization. And so I mean, we're so, heading towards, oh. p- towards a time where like kids are going to have internet in them. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, no like, so similar with yeah. CF. It's yeah. like, yeah. it's like ki- somebody born today with CF. I mean, I just got news from Nicole at CF Canada that there might be, oh, there Nicole, might be, yeah. The, yeah that Yay. there might be um, access for Trikapta for two for kids two to five. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. amazing! Um, it's crazy that that's like an yeah. upcoming thing. That Think of that. That's going to change. And so, like, so much, that yeah. means that somebody born with CF, um, this you know today, yeah. is going to have hope. If you know, if like I know that there's always a caveat, a caveat to Trikapta, and it's like mm-hmm. you know you need to have this type of yeah. There is there is that small percentage, yes, hundred mm-hmm. um, percent. But if you are somebody that can take Trikapta, you know, yeah, you're the yeah. the things that shaped you the ways in which cf and the, the yeah. tr- trials and tribulations that you have to go through with it that shaped you in a bunch of ways will not be there all the positive ways in That's which right. it shaped you like yeah somebody won't have that or they'll, or they'll be there just in a in a very different way right mm-hmm. um it, and again it's like it's it's so early to say what what this will look like or what the future will look like for patients living with cystic fibrosis but it is it is a massive shift and that shift would not be possible if it wasn't for Cystic Fibrosis Canada or, you know, those charities Charity, and those yeah. organizations that actually push that work forward. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess, you know, one of the reasons at the very beginning of this conversation, I said, we're, you know, we, we all love you so much. And I think I one of the big reasons too. why we do is because we met you at a time when you were working with an organization that had such a direct impact on me Yeah. and, and we're so gracious enough to ask me to be involved in trying to push that messaging forward, which really meant a lot to me. Oh, and really? It, because I needed you desperately to yeah. help move forward. <laughs> well, well, it did. It, it meant a lot. I remember to, trotting you into it, the board and being like, this guy, yeah. this guy is going to save it, us. It meant a, and here, I'll say why it meant a lot to me. Um, uh, it, because I think for a long period of time in my, in my young adult life, mm-hmm. I struggled with this, the notion that I didn't really do a whole lot to advocate. And we spoke about this, we spoke about uh-huh. this yesterday in a different conversation on the podcast, but basically like the, 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 uh, the ways in which CF is or has been in the past sort of, um, you know, the messaging has been pushed out there through different events, like yeah. a CF walk or whatever. Yeah. Those things I could not give less of a fuck about. It just didn't interest me at all. Yeah. 
And then on top of that, there was like messaging surrounding CF that also just oh, didn't yeah. relate to me. It was like, oh, the, it, I remember you know, reworking they all of really, that. Yeah. Uh, you know, at that point, they were really honing in on this idea of like, you, you know, imagine a child breathing, like oh, drowning I, I, on, you know, drowning, drowning while, on the inside. Oh, my while God, you're while you're sitting on the that. bus and I'm going, well, what about like, what about I'm, me? I'm yeah. 21. Like, what about me? Like this. Exactly. You know, I, so anyway, all that to say. I really do appreciate the way that we met and I appreciate the work that you did oh, to thanks. bring me into your life and into your work because it, it really allowed me to feel like I was making a difference. Oh, and that thanks. I think in turn allowed us to feel like what we are doing oh, was huge. valuable and important. And it just kind of like, it was one of those, it was one of several things that sort of kind of pumped us up and propelled us forward to, oh, that's so great. to make this work more meaningful than, Maybe we had like originally thought it might be. Man, it must be hard though, oh, like, yeah. as as like like with a a disease that statistically takes people at a younger age. Like yeah. I think about that. It, um, there were like there were heartbreaking days at CF, like heartbreaking days mm. at CF Canada, mm. where it's just like everybody was just forget mm. it. Let's just close the doors and go home, or let's just <laughs> climb into a room and have a good cry session, and then mm. we got to pick ourselves up because there are more people out there that need us. So yeah. Up we get. I I want to uh, I want to transition into the work that you're doing today. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and first of all, I, I want to say thanks for like going down memory lane oh, there with us. That was that my was really pleasure nice. always. Um, but uh, so how do you so so kind of just take me through the process of how you go from doing marketing for <laughs> CF Canada to eventually ending up being the president and CEO of the Canadian Liver Foundation. I mean, that's, a, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not oh, like, yeah. I'm not up on It happened over business, the holidays. But like, I feel like that's, <laughs> I feel like those are two like very drastically different positions. They, they are and they aren't. It's all about capturing the voice and, and the, the, yeah, the voice, the tone, the, the essence of what makes a person living with a particular disease or someone that mm. loves them or, right, like, it's just, it's story. It's still storytelling. Yes. It's from a, a sort of a higher level and I'm not as much to my comms team chagrin. I maybe get into it when I shouldn't. Sometimes <laughs> She knows too much. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of like, okay, you guys can tell me to, you know, close the door and get out. Um, but how did I answer here? I, it, I felt like we had done our job at CF Canada Right. I had come in there to build a marketing communications team. Um, I immediately like, oh, for example, like I was in my interview, for example, and they said, oh, uh, we do Shinorama. And I was like, oh, no way. That's what I did it for. CF Canada. Right. I had no idea. Right. Yeah. Right. And then that was part of like, OK, so then I was like, OK, so why aren't people talking about this? Mm. And I just when I saw started to learn about liver disease in the liver community, it was a group of almost 8 million people that were living in the shadows were stigmatized by the disease itself they felt and you know public perception and and it was so misunderstood there totally. are over a hundred different liver diseases and some of them are genetic some of the high darling mm-hmm. some of them are from viruses some of them unknown like some of them are lifestyle choices but there was no chance for these people to tell their story, to Mm. say, hi, I'm human. And this is what's happening to me. And Mm. you might be out there feeling the same way Mm. or struggling the same. So a lot of our work has been finding that silver thread um, and 
bringing the community out, being a safe space. That's all we uh, really what we wanted to do. We wanted to be a trusted, safe space that if you're living with liver disease, it does not matter, mm. right? That you can come talk to us. You can come search you for information. We can help navigate you through this prickly, you know, not prickly, like this situation that you're in, whether it's like trying to figure out how to navigate the donation, like organ mm. donation, mm-hmm. how, or some, you know, People go and they're like, okay, I was at the doctor's today. I was just diagnosed with non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And then I don't remember anything else she said. Totally. Mm, So what do I do now? And And I was so glad. I'm like, good for you. You called a patient association. The very first thing you should do, I mean, after your diagnosis, is pick up the phone and call and say, help. Right. I need some help. And people just don't know that. And that's what essentially we're here for, to Mm. raise money for research, to advocate for patient care and access to medication to um, advocate for those who can't um, and just to bring so- a little bit of light, yeah. right? To show people that it's a, a safe space. In, in terms of like communicating that idea, I'm thinking of the contrast between Cystic Fibrosis Canada and, mm-hmm. and, and liver disease in general. Like with CF, it seems like there's there's a more obvious story to tell, to to reach um, people, to, yeah. to like inspire, to get to get them to to donate because like the disease it's, it's a singular yeah. disease yeah. right like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's cf but but you what you're have, speaking about here is like all you, you say liver things. disease and yeah. when you say liver disease to be to be quite frank with yeah. you I when you say liver disease i go the fuck does that even mean that's like <laughs> I, I mean does i guess i guess, know where their liver well, you probably do <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> i'll let me See, show you come come just come over here i'll give you a nice little isn't that a kidney though no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, he, he, livers are back here. Yeah. Your liver's on your but if right you, side. But if you like give me a punch, is that like oh, yeah, a liver shot? A liver shot. Yeah, they're nodding behind. My liver shot will drop you. Messing up my kidney more. Like I know it from watching too fighting. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, we're big UFC fans. We're so big fighting. We know where the liver. Uh, so you do know <laughs> your liver's the size of a football. But most people don't. Yeah, it's big. Fucking huge, dude. But I feel like the thing that strikes me about you chop that fucker in half and it will grow back. That's right. You know what's so crazy though that the size of things never really makes sense to me because I've been to body worlds and have looked at. Did you, see, like, did you see what I what I sent you this morning? The dilation pumpkins? No, I haven't seen it. Yet. Oh is, yeah, I did. My wife yeah. is, so my wife's pregnant right now. Oh, I hate, congratulations! Actually, I, I hate this already. I actually I, literally I, just came from a I, from an ultrasound like can we, right before. Can we not? Did you? And I'm leaving and going back I don't to go it. get the results after this. But Are you going to find out if it's a boy or girl? We know it's a it's a girl. Yeah, yeah. it's it was, it was like it was two. an anatomy scan, so it's like the it's like the midway midway one. And yeah. anyway, He's so, so pissed pissed about it. <laughs> no, I oh my god, I pref- I you, I listen. I we would could have come any other time. No, 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 no. That's totally fine. This this actually squeezes perfectly right. in between. Uh, okay, so. My- it's so kind of Kyla like the me, squeezing up. Kyla the, sent me this. Yeah, here it's, comes it's, the it's dilation segue. pumpkins at the on the uh, on I love the, how off track we can get on the uh, <laughs> labor on the labor uh, yeah. floor <laughs> where where every there's there's <gasps> oh my god I there's know a pumpkin for every for centimeter? every centimeter of dilation where the mouth of the pumpkin gets. <laughs> I really hate this. Yeah, this really the ten centimeter ah, one or whatever Christ, is, dude, is wild. I don't yeah. even want to. It really makes when me you actually so think of how big ten centimeters weird. is. Totally. Okay, I'm going to be honest. I was telling them last night at two centimeters. I said to the nurse, this, "I must be ready to go. Yeah. Like I am in so much pain." <laughs> yeah. And she's like, uh, "No, two centimeters." I'm like, "Then just pump that uh, oh my God. epidural I, into I me. I'm not going to be so a hero." Getting getting myself back on track. Yeah. Sorry. Um, no. I, about, wait. Um, I was asking a question before. I actually was getting to the question that I was asking, which is. Which is basically about about like, you know, trying to tell the story to connect people to the the cause. Like, 
how did how did you make sense of it coming from a the CF world where it is so obvious that is this yeah. one thing to dealing with all liver disease? It well, you know what I had to do first, and keep in mind this was just before the pandemic hit. Um, <laughs> I needed the part of me was like I want to meet people, I need to talk to them, I need to hear. Like what, what is life like for you? Ooh. What's going on? Because there is that one, and this is what I thought about CF2. There's one there at some point, there's a moment along this journey that, that you're going to relate to, you're going to relate to, and you're going to relate to. And that's what's going to bring. And that's what I believe brought people into CF, right? Yeah. You can really, when we did that campaign, uh, it's like you can relate to being a parent, right? So Ooh. now we're talking about being a parent. Yes, I could relate to being a parent and having a baby and that's excitement thinking about you. And then the nurse comes in and I always remember this comment. She said, and then she said the baby had CF and I was like, Oh great. What's that? And then, right. So all of us as parents, mm. like as parents can relate up until that moment. So now I've hooked you. And now as a parent, you're going to think, Oh wow, wait a minute. That mom went through that. Like, right. So you may, so mm. with liver disease, it was speaking to the people and understanding what their life was like, what their struggles were, how they didn't feel seen or heard, the systemic issues. There was, it was a lot, I'm not going to lie, mm. in liver. And it was one of the sort of the first moments where I was, said, okay, we got to stop everything we're doing. Mm -hmm. And we need to really understand who these people are because all patients, the purpose of a patient association, besides like the, you know, the, the heavy stuff, like obviously stuff, is to reflect yeah. that community. And we weren't, the, or the Liver Foundation at the time wasn't doing that. I mean, when I think about when I think about liver disease, I am I am struggling to think of. Well, I know it's I know it's an umbre it's a liver disease is sort of an umbrella for yeah, for a bunch what? of things, but but I'm struggling to think of a disease that is more stigmatized. Mm -hmm. Than liver disease, like maybe it's like similar yeah, to lung, like, lung cancer. Like, yeah, lung cancer, lung cancer smoking in the old. Yeah. Imagine what smoking like, was in the old days. Like, maybe yeah. even analogous yeah. to like AIDS in the nineties. Like yeah. people just go, it's, it's, "You got, I know exactly why you have that." Exactly, and I, You're not and, I and that's and I what people. That's why people hide. Yeah. Alcohol is only one factor that impacts. Yeah. Only one. So to, that, a, to just, that point, I, just just on that, I had a when I was sixteen, I was at this uh, like community networking yeah. thing, and and I was talking to these two guys and one was, it was an Arbonne event, wasn't it? <laughs> it was basically ended up being something like that. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, there was this one guy uh, don't, who, when, who he, when he asked you to buy it, don't he said, <laughs> he said he was the, the head of like a local uh, beer um, yeah. company. And then I was like, what do you do? And the other guy was like, Oh, I'm, I run the local liver foundation chapter. And I was like, what oh. are you doing? I was like, what, why are you guys talking to each other? Like, you should be yeah. funny. And the, and the liver foundation guy said actually you know that's not really true like that's it's such a small part of it and it i was is. like what no way because like as a 16 year old that was all i had yeah. ever heard yeah. like you know like if you yeah. have liver well, disease was, it's because like, you fucked your up your lungs. liver don't yeah. smoke yeah. here's your liver don't drink right yeah it's I, that is the reason that we really want to get into schools right and, mm. and speak to the curriculum because liver health is important the Liver is king. I mean, I think yeah, that is right? the, it's, it's just it's so important in that everything that you do. It regulates your body. It has over 500 functions. And if it's not working, you don't necessarily know until it's too late. Yeah. And what we have seen is 20 years ago, the numbers of um, liver disease was one in four or sorry, one in 10. And in those like 10 years, 15 years, it's now one in four. 
and one in five of those are kids. Oh, wow. For the first time. So one in four people will get liver disease? Affected or impacted by liver disease. Yeah, have some form. And the biggest biggest part is non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. So the life, the, 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 you know, sitting still, not being active, not eating the right foods, not like all of that is built up. And that's, Ooh. that's what we're starting to see station being stationary. It's, it's really just being how you take care of your liver. It will take, you take care of yourself. Your liver will take care of I, you too. To speak I would to love, the, I would, I just want to talk about the fatty liver disease yeah. because that is a, like before you do though, I, I, I think, I think just, just for like, just for my, my own sake and also for the listeners, um, I, what is, can you just like give us an overview of like, what the fuck is the liver? Like, what is the function of the liver? Why do we have a liver? What Size is it, of a football. What is it? Yeah. Why is it? How big is it? <laughs> yeah. uh, why is liver king? Um, well, I, it has 500 functions in your body. Is uh, an actually actual 500 yeah, functions? 500 functions. Whoa. That's I'm not going to list them all stat. now, but I'll oh, let you know. Okay. Well, that, like brain. <laughs> we could be here for a while. <laughs> we'll put them in the show notes. But it it is everything from a producing bile, regulating your hormones, um, eliminating toxins. Um, like I could go, I could really go on and on. Like I really, I could keep going, but it's, it just, it helps. If your liver's not working, like you're not really working. Like you're not. Um, and that's, and a lot of this stuff is prevented. Are you tired of hearing the same old wellness advice? It's time to dig deeper and listen to America Dissected from Crooked Media, the podcast that's cutting into the science, culture, and policy that shapes our health. From doctors fighting for their rights to the surprising truths about sunscreen, America Dissected dives deep into the state of health. Tune in every Tuesday for new episodes of America Dissected, available on all major podcast platforms. Is there like I mean, considering there's 500 functions, is there is there is there one function that is the that's sort of at the at the 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 pinnacle of like what it is oh, used for? Do you know? I actually I don't know. I think it would. Or just so multifunctional just, that like so like there's yeah. just like every yeah like how you're feeling like how it impacts it yeah. right because it, it's it's regulating your hormones. It's um how if you've you know you've had one of those nights or days where you've eaten a lot like it's trying to eliminate the toxins from your body right, it's right. it's trying to do a lot it works it's like your silent partner it's working away in there and it's not even going to tell you when it's not feeling well and that's the most dangerous part Got it. if you lose like it, you, you could die. have it for yeah like you you could you could have liver disease and not know about it for years and by then you're already at a cirrhosis state right. and it's got to be one of the most you, fascinating organs, you know. Yeah. Like it really like is the regeneration it just part of it. The, the if you the, cut the, off a piece, does it grow back? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Amazing. I, I think I think yeah. like I think, a salamander. I think up to seventy five percent can mm-hmm. be lost. Yeah, and it will grow back. If any yeah. anything over that, it's so like you you're kind of fucked. Like organ donation yeah. is so is so important, right? Like we, it's a, the second, um, it's the second most uh, transplanted organ, and yet there's so many people on the waiting list. Right. Um, so talking about um, organ donation, live donation, um, educating people on on what the, what that is and what that means, yeah, it, it, it's 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 a really important part of what okay. we do. Wait, can I donate part of my yeah, liver? Yeah, you can. Absolutely. And then, yeah, and then, and then mine back. will grow back. Yeah. yeah. Why doesn't right. everybody do that? 
Everybody should. Thank you for saying so. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Good night, folks. And we're done. But, 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 but I mean, actually, why say, doesn't but, it? But, but like, like it's, I, it's, 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 you can it's, say the same thing about blood donation and a yeah. whole bunch of things. Like, why don't we yeah. all do it? I yeah. mean, like, I it's, a, blood. it's a communications, enough, it's a communications, um, yeah. and like public perception problem that like tons of different things need to so, deliver a special. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I would love to get back to the donation part because I feel like that's yeah. kind of an, uh, an important piece, but, but, uh, now that we have the sort of like the overall idea of like the, the, the importance of the liver and, and the fact that it is so multifunctional, um, let's maybe dive into a little bit more specifics on like the types of the, the the types of diseases that affect the liver. And I think you were just about to ask about yeah. the yeah. non-alcoholic fatty liver diseases. Yes. That, okay. Yeah. I, I read a book recently and, and they, they went, they went really deep on this because they were talking about the explosion of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Explosion's and, the right word. And how, and how, um, you know, the, the rise in the number, um, the number of uh, obesity cases that you see mm-hmm. that are around North America and the world yeah. is, that and, and this was a really fascinating sort of explanation of how they went into it. And he basically said, you know, you've got everybody has a, basically like a cup that they can fill up with subcutaneous fat deposits, which is like the fat that you can store just underneath your skin, mm-hmm. which is like the, the fat that you see on on people. It's like mm-hmm. this, it's like what you can see. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a different size cup. So you come with a, a some 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 people can store a ton of this subcutaneous fat and some people can store very little subcutaneous fat but everybody when they reach the end of that cup and they filled that up then fat then you start building up visceral fat Mm -hmm. visceral fat starts depositing on your organs particularly on your liver and Mm. and causing parts of your liver or whatever organ it's deposited on to start to die Mm -hmm. and then that creates all sorts of organ dysfunction um, and it was like a fascinating case study that it was around. I can't remember where it was. It was like in the eighties or nineties or maybe even earlier where they found this person and they were like, they were doing surgery on him and they got to his liver and they were giving him, I think cancer surgery and they got to his liver and mm-hmm. they said, I thought you said this guy doesn't drink. Yeah. And they were, they were looking at his liver and going, he must be a severe alcoholic and he must've been a severe alcoholic for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And this was one of the first times that they started to, that they identified mm-hmm. um, non, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Yeah. And then from there, it was like this explosion curve yeah. uh, and, and then, you know, closely tied to the rise in obesity. Around and I'm sorry, j- just uh, not to like, not to kind of throw this off track, but when they were doing the surgery, was it, was it that they were noticing the fat or was it that they were noticing the, the sort of the sort of uh, the the Deter- death of the leather, the, I, I, leather, I, I, the deterioration. I, I, I imagine it would be it would be both. Right. Yeah. Probably. Do you, like because like you wouldn't be building fat on your liver from too much alcohol. Right? I don't. I don't. Or, know. I don't. I'm not, I'm not yeah. really sure. You, you can. It's the uh, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease was probably the one thing that just blew my mind when I got to Canadian Liver. Was that why isn't anyone talking about this? Because mm. Uh, we work with Obesity Canada, Diabetes Canada, other organizations to educate about this, right? Because if you have diabetes, it's very likely that you're going to have liver disease mm-hmm. um, and things like that. So we we work to dispel a bit of the myths, but also provide some education because all of our patients, they're all our our community, they're they're not just impacted by one. Mm-hmm. Um, right, so yeah. we do a, a lot of that, and the. The the experience that you just talked about where, where they're like, he must be a heavy drinker. That's what a lot of them face. Uh, 
and that's why they won't go uh, to the doctors or they'll call or, or for instance uh, one of my friends uh he told me that his mom had liver disease and i said well but she doesn't drink and i'm like buddy 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 like on the defense like i am <laughs> like you got nothing to defend yeah. with me yeah. like this yeah. is me <laughs> like, yeah um but it's it's still that and even kids right kids are suffering with different liver diseases but even their you know Sometimes their families don't want to talk about it because there's just so misunder so much misunderstanding. Yeah. They don't want their child to be labeled yeah. at that age. Um, what are some examples of liver diseases that um, that like don't get a lot of airtime? You know, like, like oh, I'd say the genetic ones probably, probably like Billy. I can never pronounce it. Billy biliary atresia. Biliary atresia. Uh, oh, I was yeah. thinking of Billy Rubin, which is yeah. a, which Billy, is a, it's a delicious sandwich. sandwich. It's a liver it's thing, right? It's oh, slammer. my bad, my bad. But yeah. like, even is for it? instance, on our, it's kind of interesting. Like on our board. There's a, a, a fellow uh, who's li- Mohit who's living, uh, who had BI and the, so we welcomed him onto our board and the, his doctor that did that when he was a year and a half was also on the board. And oh, the wow. moment I didn't want to say anything. So when the moment that they uh, saw each other, it was, yeah, like that's progress. Yeah. Do you guys that's know cool. what biliary atresia is? Probably an issue with bilirubin. Biliary atresia is a condition in infants. Mm-hmm. So listen up in case they say this at the hospital, then you can go, Hey, I did a podcast on that. I know, <laughs> all about it. I know everything. <laughs> everything. Uh, biliary atresia is a condition in infants in which the bile ducts outside and inside the liver are scarred and blocked. Bile mm-hmm. can't flow into the intestine. So bile builds up in the liver and damages it. Mm-hmm. The damage leads to scarring, loss of liver tissue, and function and cirrhosis. What mm-hmm. does cirrhosis mean? Is it? It's the end stage. It's for like for necrosis of the of liver, liver, kind of. The, okay, yeah. yeah, sure, yeah. sure. All right. So yeah, wow, these but, a lot of these like there's one yeah. family that we work with. Their their daughter is two years post transplant. She's six, so it's pretty. I, I, wow, I mean, the overall survival rate uh, with a native liver not transplanted ranges from thirty to fifty five percent at five years. And thirty to forty percent at ten years. Um, he has been probably thirty years with the same liver. Wow! Whoa! Holy I, moly! I'm curious. Like when I so now that we're starting to get a better idea of like Fuck. the importance of the liver and liver mm-hmm. function, then and and how the disease can happen. Um, what makes it so difficult? So like when I when I hear this and I'm like, oh, okay, so there's like fat buildup on your liver, or you know, perhaps it was caused from from mm-hmm. alcohol in some cases mm-hmm. um you could do a transplant mm-hmm. and take it out and put in a new one mm-hmm. or like is that the is that well the th- option or is there like well, with different so, treatments for, i think the the thing with non-alcoholic fatty liver for stay on that subject is that it's lifestyle so you you can help to reverse that mm-hmm. the impact that you've made you can help to make changes in into your lifestyle and what you eat, mm-hmm. um, how much exercise you have, you know, making sure you kind of find your, you know, your inner center and moving forward. So it is preventable. And I think that that's the thing that definitely gets us the most is, is like, okay, one in 10 to one in four, and now you're impacting children. This is preventable. What on earth are we doing? It's all, mm. we got to educate people. Mm-hmm. We got to get into the, like simple going right back to basics going into the schools, talking to kids, talking, going into uh, any community center or community group and talking about it. Mm-hmm. Cause we've seen like, ding, like lights go on all of mm-hmm. a sudden. And, um, 
or people will come up afterwards and say, you know, like my mom or my dad or something like that. But, you know, we didn't want to tell anybody. And no, no, mm. no. It's like we just we have to be OK talking about mm. things. Right? Um, it sounds. It and sounds even like if that, it is alcohol, we have yeah, to totally. be okay. It, yeah. Someone needs Especially, your help. I mean, it sounds yeah. like there's almost like as much. So we were talking to um, the uh, CEO of Diabetes Canada, yeah, and Laura. and uh, Laura, yeah, Laura yeah. Siren, and she was she was saying that um, you know the 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 idea that some people can just take care of their health and like reverse yeah. their type two diabetes or or whatever is is like that that messaging also faces a lot of stigma because then people say oh well it is your fault like you're not you're not exercising enough you're not eating well enough and like i almost like i'm starting to see that same stigma and problem with liver disease with the fact that you can you you can but you need to know how and i think that that comes right back to education awareness you need to know how to do that Mm. and you know what so you didn't know before and that's okay Mm. but now we do and now we're going to give you the tools to do that, even down to like healthy recipes on a budget, right? We know food insecurity is a huge problem mm-hmm. and that's impacting people. Like there's so many pieces of the pie that impact your health. And um, if we're able to provide some budget friendly um, recipes, um, some we do like living with liver disease sessions so that people can come and like kind of find their people and have a conversation and ask questions and not feel that mm-hmm. um not enough there's mm-hmm. not enough people mm-hmm. because they, there's you know there's a lot of lot a lot of people out there that need help N- knowing totally. that um knowing that diabetes and liver disease i'm, I'm assuming particularly not uh, non-alcoholic yeah, so liver CF. Disease and cf like there's a, there's an intersection here and and maybe this is a little bit um this is a hot topic right now and i don't i'm, I'm assuming there's an intersection here and maybe you have an opinion on it or not but um, obviously there's no substitute for, you know, making good choices and being educated about what those mm-hmm. choices are. I think mm-hmm. you're, I think you're absolutely right that that is probably the major, yeah, the major that, thing. You is have the education. to be armed with that information and, then, and feel and, confident. And then also, yeah. and then executing on that yeah. and everything. If you, once you're, once you're armed with that information, but now we're seeing this like crazy rise in things like, um, Ozempic and all mm-hmm. these, all these weight loss Miracle pills drugs. that are yeah. for, you know, originally Ozempic diabetes yeah. medication makes its way into like the weight and loss for, thing. Yeah, liver now too. you see like every single pharmaceutical company on planet earth racing to develop what they are saying is going to be mm-hmm. the most profitable drug that any of them have ever made. Mm-hmm. And I had this thought the other day, a couple of weeks ago when I was thinking about this, where I was like the way in which we have propped up the way that food is made Mm-hmm. the way that our like lifestyles are in general on mass at a population level, I'm like we can educate and we can educate and we can educate. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm a little bit on the pessimistic side of that in the sense that in the immediate term, we have to and, do something. And I'm, and I'm like, well, on the long term horizon, I think that's something yeah. that can be solved over time. Yeah. But in the immediate term, I'm going, I feel like these, these yes. drugs if yeah. they're safe, have their place. Mm-hmm. Where do you, how does that play into your thinking in terms of like from the angle of the, of the Liver Foundation? Very good point. Absolutely. So the education's on the prevention side. So what do we do for the future, right? We know like we're watching the trajectory change and liver disease. So that's, I always use the analogy, we have to build the plane and fly it at the same time, right? We need to make sure that 
young people coming up have the information that they need that they can do like so they feel confident making those decisions but at the same time we have to tackle like people who are living with liver disease now and how do we help them um and that's yeah advocating for the use like timely access to to treatment like ozempic was also for liver patients okay right and now it's it's you know you kind of hear rumblings of like it's hard to get access to yeah. right because everybody's so we've kind of i guess it's kind of frustrating because then also mm. on the same side it's like well it's not a miracle cure either right 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 like you have it's not it's not like you can take a pill and then it's gone or shot or whatever it is like you have to keep working at it so i feel like yes i mean it's one it's like any disease when these drugs are on the horizon it's like oh my god this is going to change lives but you still have a lot of work to do to make sure that your life stays healthy that Mm. you know and same with us that we advocate for people to get access to these drugs Mm. so it's a and then sometimes people like um I'll go back to CF days for a second. They said a lot of the stuff was when the gene was discovered, people were like, oh, good. Here we go. CF's yeah. done. Yeah, we're good. Exactly. Yeah, we got yeah. it all figured out. And I'm like, that was 20 years before we got to where yeah. we are now. Yeah. Uh, or roughly around there. But um, yeah, I think, I think that, you know, drugs, they're, they're prescription, they're going to help, but they're not the solution and not, yeah. they're also, it's almost like you need even more more conversation as yeah. they become available, so that can, people don't lose sight. Because yeah. I, th- I, I, pharmaceuticals definitely have that ability to to create apathy yeah. when they don't when they're not encompassed with the supporting yeah. education behind it, how absolutely. you take them or use them. It, it makes me think and w- wonder about the the mental health side of this. So, like, I I think of. You know, I have somebody particularly close to me in my life who is um, on Ozempic mm-hmm. and um, taking it to manage weight. And yeah. I, I think of like the 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 challenge around finding the motivation to like exercise mm-hmm. and eat well when you've gone through so much time of of making unhealthy decisions to mm-hmm. get to this point where you're you're you have to retrain you're struggling. yourself. Like you're, yeah. And and not just like physically, but like yeah, your mental, mental health, health is, as well. is suffering. That, that absolutely, that's what I mean. Like we have, when I was saying, like you have, like you have to find your your center. You have to find your yourself. Like whatever that is, it's going to lift. Once you've got, like it's not just a pill. It's not just eating right. It's it's all of that. It's like a puzzle. All those pieces put together will put you together. Mm-hmm. Um, and mental health is is it's it's actually it, it's heartbreaking on on so many levels, but. Um, with liver patients, uh, especially those that felt kind of in the background for so long, their mental health really suffered, right? Like you either had a partner with liver disease, but that partner didn't want you to say anything to anybody, didn't mm-hmm. work because they didn't want to live with that kind of stigma. So it, it's huge. And, you know, we've done, we do work in the mental health area, like with our partners, a lot of, I, just a shout out to the health charities everywhere um at least here in Canada what I have seen in the last sort of five years but certainly since COVID happened is that we've all kind of come together right like it's not about oh you're going to take my donor oh you're going to take my community Mm -hmm. no it's like man what do we got to do like we're literally everybody and I I don't necessarily like to use the word patient because it was taught to me that I'm only a patient when I'm in the doctor's office uh, by someone with CF. So I was like, but, but 
what we think about is if we keep the patient at the center and mm. let me tell you like how we get together as health charities regularly like I like mean, the illuminati yeah <laughs> we're the illuminati yeah. of your how do we shape the how are we gonna make yeah. all these canadians yeah. but it is like because like yeah i lost my train of thought but it's it, i think it's just really important yeah. that as long as we keep the person with the disease at the center yeah. Well, so to that point, uh, and, and I, wanna, I just want to bring this up. Um, I, I made the realization as we were having this conversation that we actually did an episode about biliary atresia. That's how we, I know the word bilirubin. Maybe. Pro- do you remember who we did? Who we did? Yeah. Do you remember who Mohit. it was? It you was said, you said yeah. Mo- when you said Mohit, I went, yeah. I went, oh, I wonder if it's the Mohit I know. That's yeah. right. <laughs> it is, I'm it sure is. there's other It is that, it is that Mohit. Yeah. yeah. So, so we had Mohit on the show. We've talked about Billy we, Babies on the podcast a bunch too, but yeah. that's, that's separate. Yeah. That's Billy Rubin. Yeah. But, Mohit's uh, awesome. Yeah. Mohit is great. And so, so that actually makes me want, I'm, I'm kind of curious, you know, at the, at the, at the top of the conversation, you were mentioning how, you know, when you saw the the stuff that we were doing and you mm-hmm. saw the messaging that I was kind of putting out there, you thought, Hey, here's a great example of someone who's, yeah. who's advocating for this disease, mm-hmm. giving it a voice, mm-hmm. giving it a story mm-hmm. from a perspective that people might actually listen to this. Mm-hmm. Um, who are those people today for, for live for like the Canadian liver foundation? Like who are the people out there who are, advocating and yeah. sharing those stories that we should be like keeping our eyes out for. Oh, wow. Mohit I, mean, Mo, I take it Mohit is Mo, one, his, right? Mohit, he, he's I was maybe on the job a week and I got a phone call from him and I was like, I, oh. I need to meet like, perfect. Let's meet. Like, and he came in. Uh, he's amazing. He's a great spokesperson, but he's also very savvy like you guys, right? Yeah. Like he knows how to do that stuff. There are, I, <laughs> There's, there's this, I, I think about it and it smile because there was a young girl, Nikki, who raised, you know, she went to community fairs and she raised money for us and she educates. She put us in touch with an MPP. We're talking about a girl that's like eight years old or <laughs> something, something around that. there. Um, so there's it. people like that that are just, and that to me, like as much as I said at the beginning, like we, it's kids that wanted it. She, she just wants to make things better right like there's um there we met with a family yesterday um from here and for the last you know 10 20 they've been rate 10 since 2008 i think it was was their first um sort of work with the canadian liver foundation um keeping her nephew's memory alive and Mm. and talking about it and it's like getting into they're getting into schools every chance they get they they walk around with flyers and stick them on people's windshields being like hey do you know what liver disease is this is it's a real at this point it's real grassroots Mm. on um on sort of bringing building up the voices because we've been working so hard to bring them around so to me, it's a, right now with the Liver Foundation, it's a real grassroots effort. I love that grassroots mm-hmm. effort. You guys, we need you, we, you need your neighbor to be like, "Hi, yeah, yeah. I got liver disease. Have you, so have do you, you? All right, let's talk." Have right? you thought you of um, uh, just buying a bunch of spray paint cans and getting people to go and do some graffiti? <laughs> Listen, you wouldn't imagine what I thought. <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd be fucking cool. That's like, actually a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, right. And totally yeah, like legal. <laughs> I, am I? Um, I, I, no, really I, I at the risk of being completely wrong about this being a liver disease, but I'm I'm like eighty five percent sure that it is. Um, and this would have this would have sort of happened 
before your time coming into yep. the Canadian Liver Foundation, but hepatitis C yes. and the way in which that disease has changed over the past decade, mm-hmm. like yeah. that, that was a, that was like, like a watershed moment, yeah. kind of like yes. Chuck Hafter, right? Yeah, I thought, I thought he was going to ask if, if, if his man colds would, would kind of, <laughs> affect his that liver. counts. Yeah. Does that if count he, as liver yeah, disease? Yeah. Can I get bumped to the top of the line yeah. at yeah. the doctor's yeah. office <laughs> if I have my man cold? It's, it's been like three weeks. It's been a fucking minute. <laughs> no, man. I reset my system on Sunday. After oh, great. Race. Yeah. Um, anyway, my, Sorry. I'm my, very to familiar my, with the man cold. To my actual question about hepatitis C. <laughs> yeah, hepatitis C is is a virus. Hepatitis C, uh, absolutely. And the, another kicker is it's treatable, right? So just, but again, it's like you've got to come out of the woodwork, and it's okay. And another heavily stigmatized disease because yeah. it's yes. heavy, stigmatized with drug use. Yeah. Drug mm-hmm. use, exactly. And it's yeah. not that's just one yeah. of the way. Again, just one. Like it's like everybody's kind of lasered in on the one thing that's. Gonna, yeah. It's not hepatitis C. It, there are people living with it now. And I was like, you just need to come take a pill. Like, that's it. You don't it's to stop the spread. Right? It's, I mean, you, like you see campaigns and that is, I mean, just from like a, just from a communication standpoint, which is like, you know, yeah. where you come from. It's, it's, a, it is fascinating that, that there can be basic, I, I, is mm-hmm. it a cure? Like, is it like you're cured? Yeah, you take it. Yeah, you're good. Do you, like do you, you, I mean, it's more than one pill, but yeah. Do you guys remember when we looked up uh, hepatitis C on Google and the Mayo Clinic listing yes. came up for it? Yeah. And oh, uh, the interesting, image. Yeah, yeah, you'll find this interesting. Like, you know, sometimes you'll Google things yeah. and like um, Google has that, uh, like, you know, you have the list of the, the websites with the links. And then sometimes like on the right hand side, like if you Google, if I Googled your name. Yeah a little thing will come up on the right top right-hand corner. Yeah, It'll yeah. be like a picture of you and yeah. like maybe your LinkedIn profile or something. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you'll Google things like a, like a disease or a, something, a disease or, or, or a sport or mm-hmm. whatever. And it, they'll show you a little image on the side that like kind of links to the Wikipedia or yeah. a wiki how or whatever. The hepatitis C one, if you Googled it at the time, I, I, I don't know yeah. if it's still the I same way. Try now. But yeah. the image was this. It was, oh, no. it was awful. It was, it was, it was, was, it awful? It was, it was an, an illustration of a man who had like track marks and like tattoos. bags under his eyes and tattoos. And this I mean, I remember what when we're we st- trying to fight against. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not funny, it was, but it was, it was it was very funny at the time when we saw. That's we went, all there was about liver disease wild. for the longest time. But yeah. it was from the Mayo Clinic. It was, it was yeah. from the Mayo yeah. Clinic. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was. I'm going to send them some brochures. It was pretty wild. I mean, it might, it might be different today, but sure and it it's, it's hard on the phone, but, it, but on a, but on a computer you might see it, but I have a question. Yeah. Are all like yeah, hepatitis A through Z, however yeah. many there are, are they all considered liver disease? Yes. Do we have it, vaccines for Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't you remember okay, getting B, a vaccine? Yeah, right. That's cool. Right. Yeah. Right. Grade seven. Yeah. Everyone. Brian, was allowed, allowed, I take Brian, Brian wasn't allowed to get vaccinated. Yeah. Cause school. my mom is really against them. I'm joking. Just joking. He's all he's all up to date at birth or yeah. at birth. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. They even um, gave him dog wait, vaccinations. Wait, they, so his, if, his mom was really. Well, we them. would like to. Yeah, we'd like to to be like at birth across the country. That's another. <laughs> is it thing. because like so? It are people getting hepatitis B because they're not vaccinated against it? Mm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I have another. I have another. I'm not, of, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. No. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. I have another sorry. random yeah, like question. Over there. Yeah. Um. Uh. What What is the deal with jaundice? Why do, when your liver doesn't function, why does your skin turn yellow? Do you know? Do you know the mechanism of that? Or I like, actually, sorry, I don't. I yeah. feel like we should ask this to someone, a scientist. No, yeah, is it your liver Looking that does it? Or is it yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it's your liver. It's like your liver. you get jaundice, like you'll have when you have a baby. 
You turn into a Simpsons character. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when yeah, you have, uh, like, if they're not, like, I had, for my second uh, C-section, so we were in the hospital for a week. There was no natural sunlight, so she was a little bit jaundiced. Mm. However, with, like, there are signs and symptoms um, that it's something more important. There is. You can see it in, like, the whites of their uh, eyes. The eyes. This, 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 this might be too much, but there is a really simple, with a newborn, poop test. And we do colors. Too like, much. Too, too much. much. Whoa. Yellow. Whoa. <laughs> yellow mustard to the really grainy, awful kind, right? You mm. kind of want to be here. You don't want. So if you Google it, there the, the um, some doctors here in Canada, they made it up. But they didn't make it up. Like they made a little because right. people like parents would call and be like, well, it's a little yellow, a little maybe sunshine, a little bit maybe that. Like, I don't know what kind of yellow. And they were like, how about we just call it condiments? And here's your mustard, all the different levels. Oh, wow. If you have, you have a relish. mustard that looks like this, there's, yeah, you've right. got to go a, see. It's a bilirubin. It can't, it can't, yeah. the liver can't get rid of the bilirubin, which yes. produces yellowing. Oh, is that, yes. is that what it was? Yeah. Thank yeah you. Okay. Okay. So, so you can't get rid of the bilirubin and bilirubin bilirubin must be yeah. yellow. Okay. Got it. Too much Billy Rubin makes it yellow. Uh, interesting. Okay. Well, I, I mean, it's so I, the the thing that I the thing that I I mean, just to to kind of like wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I think I I'm really stoked about mm-hmm. is, you know, you came into CF Canada to try to build up this this marketing mm-hmm. side of things and to really focus on the story mm-hmm. and you know, the three of us are, are very much huge advocates of the power of storytelling. Absolutely. And storytelling is the key to get any message across no matter yep. what it is. And that, and that goes back eons. I mean, Absolutely. that is the way how the town we, square, it is how we have communicated mm-hmm. as, as a, as a, as a race mm-hmm. since, since the dawn of time is yes, by stories. telling stories. And it's, I just think it's really fucking awesome to see someone at the helm of oh, the Canadian you. Liver Foundation who gets that. Oh, that is such you. a key part of what it what is that you are doing. We're and uh, I think that uh, I think the foundation is very lucky to have someone like yourself. Oh, and you're a little biased, but I appreciate it. I one hundred percent am biased, but, but I stand like a, by like what bias. I say. Yeah, it's that's a right. good bias. That's right. Thank it's you. a bias because you've done it you've shown us that's right so that's yeah we true. yeah we know that this is bias this is via what, evidence that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Evidence yeah so what do you what do you call that bias. evidence-based bias <laughs> i like okay. that um yeah evidence. That's a good but one. jennifer it truly like we we love you we're, we're such oh, huge fans of too. the work that you do and uh we're you know we're just really proud to see where where How's you've ended up and cry? and what you're doing and we're really excited to see the future of the canadian liver too. foundation to um, me if we can go if we can move that needle back, we're gonna we're doing a lot yeah. for the people impacted by liver disease, and it has been. I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. No, no, no. This is great. Bad habit, but it it's just it's, I, it's so wonderful to see you guys. You really are. You're the inspiration why I'm still here. Yeah. So thank you. Well, thank you. I mean, thanks for making the trek out here. Oh, and, anytime. I love and, Halifax. Uh, and it's such a pleasure to see you, and such a pleasure to catch up. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, me this. too. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Jen. That is it for this week's edition of Routine Checkup. Thank you so much for tuning in, folks. It means the world to us. And if you'd like to continue listening to the podcast, you can do that right here on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And of course, if you want to support the podcast further, you can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, or you can simply rate the podcast on your Spotify mobile app. And uh, even 
better than that, why don't you tell someone that you know? Tell someone that you love. Tell someone that you don't know that you listen to Sick Boy Podcast and recommend it to them because we always love those extra ears. The podcast is produced and hosted by myself, Jeremy Saunders, Brian Stever, and Taylor McGilvery. The podcast is managed by Jeffrey Lonis at Talent Bureau. The theme music for today's episode comes from Rich O'Coin. Thanks again, folks. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back next week. That's it for now. My name is Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.